Good afternoon and welcome to St Martin the Fields and welcome to this week's Great Sacred Music in which we're exploring the theme of choral blessings. Um, you've just heard Walford Davis's setting of God Be In My Head. Walford Davis was a chorister at St George's Chapel, Windsor and as a student at the Royal College of Music, his peers were Parry and Stanford and at the age of 25, he was appointed a professor at, at that college. He held various church appointments before becoming organist and choirmaster of the Temple Church in 1898, where he became almost a legendary figure. As a composer, he earned recognition with his oratorio, Everyman, and also with a well-known RAF march. But although his music has been described as sentimental, the composer captures the mood perfectly in that short piece, God Be In My Head. It's our tradition at Great Sacred Music to begin by singing a hymn together, and hopefully you picked up a sheet uh, on your way in. And if you just turn to the middle of it, you'll find, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Robert Robinson was a 16-year-old when he went by chance to hear the celebrated 37-year-old evangelist, George Whitefield, preach in London in May 1752. <coughs> Three and a half years later, in December 1755, Robinson began preaching for the Methodist and Baptist churches in the area around Norwich and Cambridge. In May 1758, when he was only 22 years old, he penned this hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, for his sermon on Pentecost Sunday. It was interesting, it was published only a year later in a small hymnal entitled A Collection of Hymns Used by the Church of Christ in Angel Alley, Bishopsgate. Well, you don't get too many hymn books called with titles like that these days. The lyrics which reflect on the theme of divine grace are based on the book of Samuel. So we'll remain seated as the voices behind stand and lead, come thou fount of every blessing.
The next blessing was originally an Irish prayer, first written in the Irish Gaelic language. The winds, the sun and the rain are mentioned and all given special symbolism. The Celts quite commonly use nature to show how God connected with his people. The wind is said to represent the spirit of God, the sun representing the mercy of God and the rain representing God's sustenance. These three aspects of nature together paint a picture of God taking in the palm of his hand and guiding on the journey through life. Here, the Irish blessing is set uh, to, mu uh, to music by the composer Bob Chilcott, a former King's singer. And then another piece by Henry Walford Davis, Blessed are the pure in heart. I've told you a little bit about uh, Davis's life, and there are many um, um, legendary stories surrounding his, um, uh, uh, surrounding his time at the Temple Church in London. One of the many stories that surrounds his life, and one particularly is worth recounting. He was taken ill one Sunday while playing at the Temple Church, and the famous organist who then took over from him, George Thalbon Ball, was sent to play Evensong. It being Cantata Sunday, they didn't just choose a very simple, straightforward anthem, but they chose sections from Bach's B minor mass. Thalman Ball found a copy of the B minor mass full score on the organ, not the vocal score, but with all of the different instrumental parts there from which he was expected to play. The deputation, um, which was sent to obtain his services, said to him, by the way, as well as playing from the full score, we also do it down a semitone. So two pieces now, Bob Chilcott's Irish Blessing, followed by another piece by Henry Wolford Davis, Blessed of the Pure in Heart.
The Lord bless you and keep you is perhaps one of the most famous choral settings um, of a blessing. It's a sacred choral composition by John Rutter, and it's based on the book of Numbers, chapter 6. It's a setting of biblical benediction, followed by an extended Amen. John Rutter composed it in 1981 for the memorial service of Edward T. Chapman, the director of music at Highgate School in London, with whom he had studied when he attended the school. And it's perhaps, um, of, of, Rutter's, of, Rutter, of all of Rutter's pieces, it's perhaps his most famous. Then after that, we're going to be singing something a little different. 10,000 Reasons, or Bless the Lord, O My Soul, is a worship song co-written by the English Christian singer-songwriter Matt Redman and the Swedish songwriter Jonas Myron. And it was first recorded by Matt Redman for his 10,000 Reasons album, released in 2011. It's subsequently included on many, many compilations of worship songs, covered by many other artists, and included as congregational worship music in English or in many different translations throughout the world. In fact, in 2013, the song won two Grammy Awards for Best Contemporary Christian Music Song and Best Gospel or Contemporary Christian Music Performance. So two very, very contrasting pieces now. John Rutter, The Lord Bless You and Keep You, and Matt Redmond, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. Thank you. 
Well, it's nearly time for our second hymn together, which you'll again find on the inside of your sheet, Blessed Assurance. Francis Jane Van Alstein, better known by her maiden name Fanny Crosby, wrote 8,000 hymns and songs, which became the linchpin of the tradition of revival music associated with Moody and Sankey's songbooks. She lived from 1820 to 1915. Publishers were reluctant to have too large a preponderance of hymns from one author in their hymn rules, so she actually wrote under 200 different pseudonyms. Just think about that for a moment. According to her biographer, um, so she was blind from birth, had it not been for her affliction, she might not have been so good in education or to have great an influence, and certainly not so fine a memory. In 1873, she was visiting her friend Phoebe Knapp when Phoebe was having a pipe organ installed. Phoebe played Fanny a new tune on the piano and Fanny wrote the hymn, Blessed Assurance, to it. Her inspiration was Philippians chapter 1. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. This hymn was printed in the July 1873 edition of The Guide to Holiness and Revival Miscellany. So we'll remain seated as voices stand and lead, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine.
Thank you for joining us for uh, today's Great Sacred Music. On your way out, there'll be an opportunity to donate to a retiring collection, which really helps us um, as we continue this tradition of Great Sacred Music, which began uh, almost eight years ago now. You'll find uh, details of future Great Sacred Musics on the back of your sheet. Uh, next week is a particularly special one, which we're all excited about, Great Sacred Musicals, would you believe? Um, Jesus Christ Superstar, um, um, some, uh, some parts of Godspell, um, Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat, um, and I think we're still probably taking requests as well. Uh, and then after that, back to something a little bit more sensible, uh, Thomas Aquinas at the beginning of September, and then exploring Vorjak's Mass in D. And in a couple of weeks' time, our Sunday Choral Classics series is back um, on Sundays at 3.15, uh, beginning on Sunday the 4th of September. And if you're visiting London, um, we, uh, Great Sacred Music is also uh, streamed each week, uh, so please do, um, please do watch future ones uh, on our Facebook channel or, St. or our St. Martin's uh, digital page. Melanie de Moore is a singer, composer, community musician and social activist. She was born in the Bronx area of New York, but has traveled widely, researching and implementing ways in which music, and particularly song, can be used as a tool for building stronger communities through education, with a particular focus on helping to preserve the African-American folk tradition. Our final piece, uh, both the music and the words, are by the composer. Blessed be, blessed be the living tree that grows within you and me. Thanks for joining us. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be the living tree. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be the living tree. Blessed be.